trips to Florida, a super secret surf scale sore launch, quarterly taxes, launching a new program, and oh man, the iOS update. I'm talking about all this and more in April's income report. Let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Y'all, April was full of all kinds of fun, excitement, like wrenches thrown in the mix. And I'm super excited to talk about our income reports. But before we talk about the income reports, I want to read one of our reviews. So as you're listening to this, this is episode 93. Oh my goodness, y'all. We are coming up on episode 100. And as I'm recording this, we are at 98 reviews. And so one thing I have to ask for you is if you listen to this podcast and you get value out of it and you haven't left us a review yet, I would love for you to take two minutes to leave us an honest review because those reviews mean so much to me and my team. We read each and every single one of them and then you could be one of our spotlight reviewers. And I love, love, love this podcast and I love that y'all are getting so much value out of it. So I would love to hit 100 reviews. We're only two away before our 100th episode. So let me read this one from Kim. I'm going to hopefully get this right. Kim Stu Inspired. She says, Brandy's the bomb, five stars. Her show and her guests are the best at helping you scale and soar in your service-based biz. She's so practical and generous about sharing both the good and the bad of scaling a biz. Thank you. Well, thank you, Kim, for that amazing review. And I'm so glad that you get to see the full picture of what it takes to run a business. Now, Jumping into a full picture of running a business, this is an income report. But one thing I want to talk about is how we're going to start doing income reports a little bit different. I'm still going to give you all the juicy behind the scenes, what's happening, but I'm going to only be sharing some significant numbers with you. As we're in the process of bringing on employees, yes, employees, super scary, but we're doing it. And with some of the legal things that we've had happen, It has just come to my attention that we have to be a little bit more protective as the business grows. Now, I'm still going to share numbers with you. I'm still going to tell you where we are for the year. I'm still going to give you our profit and loss, that type of thing. But I'm not going to dig into each and every person's how much money they make and things like that. But you better believe I'm still going to give you all the behind the scenes goodness. I'm not holding anything out. Just from as our company, as my attorney, as accountant, as we grow, we just have to be a little bit more protective with our numbers. But just know, I'm never going to give you false numbers. I'm never going to hold anything back. I'm going to share with you as much as possible. Because once these income reports stop being transparent will be when we stop having them. And so I don't want to do that because I think the numbers aren't as important as what goes on behind the scenes in the business. And that I'm an open book about. So I'll go over the numbers in the end, but there's a few things that came up this month that I want to chat about first. And the first one is quarterly taxes. Are you paying quarterly taxes? And speaking with an accountant, because I am not an accountant, so this is not accountant advice, is making sure that if you are required to pay quarterly taxes that you are, 
but you may not be required to pay quarterly taxes yet, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't be saving the money. So once the end of the year comes, you don't owe a ton of money, which we'll definitely talk about in May income report about my big fat tax bill. So making sure you're setting back quarterly taxes. Last year, I was like 7,000 and then 8,000 and then 12,000. And we went up each quarter. And at the end of that, I still owed a big chunk of money, but we had been saving. So it wasn't that, I mean, it hurt, don't get me wrong. And we'll talk about it more next month, but it wasn't like the end of the world type of situation. And this year, the government, when you file your taxes, they spit out these like vouchers that tell you what you need to be paying quarterly. And if you get one of those vouchers, you're required to pay that each and every single quarter. And so we come up on the end of quarter one. So I had to pay the quarter one, which mine are $29,000 per quarter, which is like, oh my God. I remember when our first year in business, my first year in business, I was only in business for six months and I did 25,000. And I'm like, holy bananas. Now what I did in six months, I got to pay in a quarter to the government. I don't even keep. And I'm so grateful for that growth. And it's so crazy because I heard someone say that they don't want to make more money because they'd have to pay more taxes. And it's like, oh my goodness, this is the worst thought process thinking that you could possibly have. Because the more money you make, the more impact you have and the more choices you get as a business owner and in your personal life. And so, yes, it 100% hurts to send in a check for $29,000. And let's be real, I'm not sending a physical check. It's all done online. But to have to pay $29,000 per quarter, it's a stinger. And I'll tell you, we had to pay in April, we had to pay this one. Next month, you'll see we had to pay our taxes from last year. And then in June, quarterly taxes are due again. So once we go through this, you're going to see like in three months, it's a big chunk of money that is going towards taxes. But I'm so grateful because every year that that number grows means we're impacting more lives. And I'm not even ashamed to say this because the more money we make, the more impact we have, but the more choices it allows my family to have. And so don't limit yourself of thinking like, I don't want to make more money because it comes with bigger responsibilities. And in May, we're going to dive in May. I'm recording this in May. It was a rough month and it's stuff that happens once your business grows. And I'm going to dig into that, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Absolutely not. So don't be afraid that if you have more money, you have more responsibility, you have more taxes, like that's okay. That's just one of the, like our business. We love our business, but there's always the crappy thing that we have to do on it. And that's what taxes are. I love my business and I love making money, but I don't like paying quarterly taxes. So that was a big one that we had to do is $29,000 with the taxes. And I'll tell you right now, our expenses were not bad. Like we would have ran at 50% profit, but because we had those taxes, we were positive, but barely positive. So by like less than $10,000 positive, and that's after my salary and everything, And we'll get into more of that in the end, but it's just something to think about. Be saving for it. So it's not a shock. We save for it every single month. So it's not a big deal that it comes out. The business isn't hurting, but it is a big chunk of money. So my big takeaway for you is be saving for quarterly taxes, even if you don't have to pay quarterly taxes, because once you get to the end of the year and you have to file, you don't want to have to owe, like it's fine to owe, 
but you don't want to have to owe and it be a super big surprise. Like you want to owe and be like, oh, that sucks, but I have the money set aside for it. So that was the big thing that happened in April. The second big thing that happened in April is that we launched a super secret SurfScale Soar launch. So SurfScale Soar is kind of open, kind of not open. We do have an evergreen funnel, which we talk about all the time. If you go to surfscalesore.com forward slash free, you can jump into that funnel. And it's on evergreen, which means that it's always open, but it's not a true evergreen because I believe in deadlines. I think that we all need deadlines to make decisions. And I talked about this on an episode with Michelle, where we talked about ethical marketing, bro marketing. And I talked about how deadline timers are not a bad thing unless it's false scarcity. So, and being really transparent with what that deadline means. So with Surf Scale Sword, you can go through the free training and you can join us and you have five days to do that. After the five days, you are locked out of joining us until the next time we open up a live launch. And it's true deadline because it's done through deadline funnel, which is done through your IP address. And so that means like, if you go and sign up with a different email, you're not going to be able to go through it again. You're going to get locked out of the sales page and you won't be able to join us. So I am big on true deadlines. So we have that running, but then I have beta to biggie. My program that teaches you how to create a course or membership, even if you have a small audience, And it's really like group coaching mixed with one-on-one coaching mixed with a course content. It's like the best of all three worlds. Everything you can need in a program, it's in there. Well, I teach people how to create webinars and launch with a webinar in that program. So we wanted to test some new things out. And I ran this and I wanted to do some research. One of the things we teach is how to use Messenger for reminder. Does it really affect your show up rate? So I wanted to test that. I also wanted to test something with how our program is structured. So I wanted to test that. And then it was a super secret launch. We ran some ads to it, I think $6,000 in ads. And then I was just using this to test. I didn't send out any emails to the email list or anything like that. It was just to get some people to test. And I got a lot of good data to take to beta to biggie. So one thing I love about my beta to biggie program is like all my programs, nothing I teach there is theory. Everything's based on like what we're actually doing in the business. Exact same thing I teach is the exact same thing I do. And so in there, we got some really great data. So we opened that just very hush-hush, nothing on social, nothing like that. And it was a really good launch. And so one of the things with a membership is ServeScale Store is usually an annual membership. Like it's 12 months because I believe that business doesn't happen overnight. I don't guarantee success in 30 days. Business takes really a year to get into the groove of things. And then once you get past that year, things are usually going pretty good, but maybe you want community. And so it is a year-long commitment. So we tried it out as a normal membership where it's month-to-month, cancel anytime. The data is still out if that was effective, but I didn't like that structure at all. So I found out some things. When you launch, you find out some things. I didn't like that. But also when you do that, you have to remember that from a running Facebook ad standpoint, and you have a membership, you may not see all that money come through for a few months. So we were not profitable on the front end of that launch, but we are profitable now in the second month. So whenever running ads, it's really important to know, like, do you have a course model? Do you have a membership model? And that goes into account, like, when are we gonna make the money back from our ads? And you may not be ROI positive on the front, 
that first month, but now we're positive on the second month. And so that's one of the big differences between having a course and having a membership is that you don't always see the profitability on the front end of the membership, but then you have the reoccurring revenue where conversions for clients, 58% of people pay in full. We see that ROI pretty stinking quick on that one. It's very different with a month to month membership. So we tested a bunch of stuff. I got really good data to take back to beta to biggie. So that was like a super secret launch that happened and really helped our serve scale soar numbers. So actually in serve scale store last month, it was our second highest revenue stream, which usually it's our third top revenue stream. This month it was our second, which is super interesting. So that was cool to see. So we did that. And then from a personal standpoint, one of the things that happened in April is Austin and I got to go back to Florida and do the design studio. And the reason I'm telling you all this is because everyone has been messaging me asking how the building process is going. And we got to go to the design studio and y'all, it was so fun picking out like countertops and cabinets and floors and what color pools we want and what color door handles we want and what color shower tile. Like it was such a fun experience. We were there for over four hours. I will tell you the hardest thing for us to pick was the outside of your house color. Like holy bananas. How hard is it to pick the outside of your house color and a door color? It was the most insane thing ever. Everything else went really quick. I'd already picked out most things and it was just so fun. And here's one thing that's really cool is I can, I started my business, July will be three years as a virtual assistant. And I remember, so now I'm recording this in May and May was a really hard year for us three months ago. We went through a lot of stuff and financially we were like struggling. Like Riley had diapers. I was doing a mix of pumping and formula and Austin and I pretty much, he was a chef at that point. He would bring us home food and that's like what we would have. Riley was taken care of, but we were struggle busing like bad. And now to be able three years later and go and design every single piece of our house that's being built, like our dream house that we never in a million years thought we could afford or live in. And we stayed way under what like we were approved for and all that kind of stuff. And just to be able to be like, holy cow, like what can happen in three years? And so I want you to know, like if you're in that place now and you don't see the brighter days, you don't see like your dream house being built or getting to send your kid to that private school or swim lessons or whatever it may be, a lot can change in three years. And what's so incredible is your business is the path to that change. Like you have all the resources, you have everything you need in the online space to become successful and whatever success looks like on your terms, but you got to stick with it. And you have to know that like things aren't always going to look good and they're not going to feel good, but you just have to get to the other side. And oh my goodness. That experience, I cried in the car on our way to the design studio because it was like, how are we even here? And how are we here in a way that makes me feel really good about the work that we're doing? How we're helping other people be able to do this if this is what their goals are. And it was a really powerful moment. And so I just want anyone listening that's like, oh, I could never buy my dream home. I could never have a design studio appointment, but that's something you want. Give it time three years, y'all. So much can happen in the online space in three years. And so I'm cheering you on. And I know that if you're listening to this podcast, which you are, then 
you have everything it takes. You already have the dream. You already have the desires. And if it's already a dream on our heart, it's already done. We just have to get there and believe that it's already done. And you'll probably hit some road bumps in the way. Like 100% you will hit road bumps, but it doesn't mean stop. It just means you got to keep going. And maybe the path looks a little different than you first imagined, but it doesn't mean that it's the wrong path. There's so many things in my business that I thought I was having a conversation with my coach and I was like, you know, like we had a good month, but it didn't look like I wanted it to. And he looked at me and was like, does it ever like does business or life ever look like the way we wanted, but we still had our goals. And it's so crazy because it's like, we had a good month, but it wasn't like we wanted. Well, why are we attaching so much to what we thought something looked like? Why can't it look different as long as we're accomplishing our goals and doing it in a way that aligns with our life and our goals and our dreams? And so I just want you to give yourself some grace. Your business may not look like you thought it would, but that doesn't mean it's not where it's supposed to be. And it doesn't mean you can't pivot and change and go in a different direction. I honestly thought that my services would be our top revenue for a long time. And now it's completely conversions for clients, beta to biggie, serve scale soar. It's a totally different business than I thought. And I love the business we've created. And so you have to be open to change. You have to be open to pivot. You have to be open to fall on your butt a few times, learn the lessons you need to learn, and then get up and make different choices so you don't make those same lessons again and mistakes. And here's the deal. Success is not a good teacher. Because when everything's going right, you don't learn from your mistakes. You don't learn. And so the more that we can take action, the more we can take risk, like good calculated risk, then the more chance we have to grow. Because if you're always having success, you're not learning anything. And so that is something that I just wanted to share with y'all. And the design studio was amazing. It was a really fun experience. And so there was two other big things that happened in April. And one of them was iOS 14 update came out. So if you know anything about Facebook ads, and I know that we have a lot of Facebook ad managers in here, or you've just been hearing everything, iOS 14 came out with Apple. And so that meant big changes for advertisers. We weren't going to be able to track as effectively. You probably got the prompt that asks you, like, do you want us to track you? Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't mean you're not going to get ads anymore. It just means the ads aren't going to be tailored to you as much. And so with that being said, comes some big changes. I was pretty much in conversions for clients all month in April, helping navigate this. And now I'm a, and then as a company, we had to decide what are we going to do to make sure that our tracking, because I love to know my numbers. Y'all know that we have this whole podcast all about knowing your numbers. And I encourage y'all to know your numbers. So for me, it doesn't make sense not to be able to see all the data points. And so we paid for a very expensive, I think it's expensive and that's all relative, but $6,000 for six months. So it's about $1,000 per month for a program called Hyros. And Hyros is a server to server tracker and like Facebook pixel and stuff like that. It's done based on cookies. So with server to server, we're still able to see all of our tracking for our ads and everything to see what's working, to see, should we spend more money here? Should we not? And we had a lot more data. And so my big lesson here is like, are there areas of your business that maybe you have to invest some to know your numbers? I think it's so important to know our numbers. And another example is hiring a bookkeeper. 
to go over your numbers and one that knows the online space. So my bookkeeper, she actually does projections with me. So we know what's coming up in the next few months. We can project our revenues. That's an area that we invest in each and every single month because it's knowing our numbers. Hyros is another one. We upgraded to active campaign. So we had more numbers instead of using ConvertKit. My accountant, like knowing these numbers, anytime you can invest to know your numbers better and you actually knowing them, not just having someone spit them out to you, I think it's so, so important in an area that we don't spend enough time in. So someone said, Hyros, $6,000 for six months, $1,000. Like, holy cow, that's a lot. Do you think it's worth it? And for me, absolutely. Because what if I turn off an ad because I don't think it's not working? And then that ad, like we lost over $1,000 on that one ad because we turned it off. So as long as Hyros is making me more money each month and we can make data-driven decisions. Absolutely. It's 100% worth it. I'm looking at the ROI behind that software. And for me, it's 100% worth it. So you kind of have to know these things. Like, is it worth it for you to hire an accountant if you are saving throughout the year and you don't get a big tax bill at the end of the month? Is it worth it to you to hire a bookkeeper so you can make educated decisions on where your money goes in your business? And so knowing those things is really, really important. And then lastly, the last big thing that happened in April was we launched HoneyBook in a hurry. So some of you have made purchase, you may know, but we had Delighted with Dubsado. We still have Delighted with Dubsado, but y'all know I've really switched gears to focus on HoneyBook in a hurry or HoneyBook because I just think it's a more intuitive platform for most people. Dubsado is great for people too. I think HoneyBook allows you to get up and moving a lot quicker. They have really cool things coming out like flows and stuff like that. So a lot of great resources. And from a user standpoint, as a client, it's just a much more streamlined experience. So we launched HoneyBook in a Hurry, which has all kinds of amazingness. One thing I do like about HoneyBook in a Hurry better than Delighted with Dubsado is in Dubsado, there's no way to share like proposals and stuff. I give you my templates, but you have to create it when you use HoneyBook in a Hurry and sign up you get my proposal automatically installed in your account and you get my testimonial questionnaire automatically installed in your account, which is so stinking cool that like it's saving you so much time. Like you're just saving so much time by doing that. And then you get all the emails and stuff like that. But the big factor, and we made all new graphics for HoneyBook in a hurry. So that's a click, click bump. So I think it's like 27 bucks for that. And I went in and redesigned all the Canva templates. So they're really, really cool and on trend. And we give you multiple examples of each one. So if you're like, Brittany, I want to grab that, go to surfscalesword.com forward slash honeybook and you can grab that. But it's a really cool, it's just like Delighto with Dubsado, but made specifically for honeybook. And we launched it the last five days of the month. I was trying to finish it up before I left for Florida. And the last five days of the month, that brought in $1,500. So that was pretty cool. Like it's just really good. I love having these lower ticket entry points into our world because it helps solve one problem. And I think sometimes we just need to solve one problem for people. And that's exactly what HoneyBook in a Hurry does. That's exactly what Delighted with Dubsado does. And for any of you who are like, I want to invest in SurfScaleSore, but I don't know if Brandy's the right person, which I doubt anyone that listens to this podcast because clearly you like what I teach. But if you're like, I just need to get a little dose of her teaching style, 
these low ticket items, $37 is a great way to do that. So I love those a lot. So those are the big things that happened. Now I'll go over some of the money. So we did over 64,000 last month, which is, was a little bit like, it was just about standard for us. It wasn't anything like crazy, but it wasn't low either. So 64,000 over that. And before taxes, we were at just over 30,000 in expenses. So we were right over 50% profit. But as soon as you add in that 29,000, brought our expenses up to 58,681, which just gave us like very little profit from that. But that's also after I've taken my salary and everything, which my salary is like $8,000. It runs through payroll and all that. And then of course I take an owner's draw, but that's not included in this. And so not as profitable as I would like, but it's just the name of the game. Like we have to pay taxes. And so those come up once every three months. So there we are with that. One thing that I got excited about was my travel. I have some travel coming up, which my travel budget was so low for 2020, like bananas low. I told my bookkeeper, I said, oh, that, I mean, like one fifth of what it was in 2019. I was like, I just miss traveling. I miss live events. And so to be able to see that I spent $1,100 and that was mostly on airfare last month for travel got me really excited. Now this travel won't be coming up soon. It's for, I think this airfare that I bought was for July, but it's just super, super exciting. And I will tell you, some of you are probably like, oh my gosh, what is $1,100 for airfare? It is first class. So this is one thing that I'm always like, oh my gosh, should I like purchase first class? Should I not? But there's all different types of self-care and we really have to decide what self-care works for us and what do we want to do? So I'll be flying over to the West Coast and whenever I have to fly, I get super cranky if I don't have a good flight. Like it's just one of those things where it's already like I get antsy being on a flight for five hours, not because I don't love flying, but I just get bored. And especially when I travel by myself. And so it's always like, how can I make this more pleasant experience? And so I love flying first class with American Airlines. And so whenever I can, I book a first class flight. So this is and direct. That's the other thing. I want a direct flight and I want to fly first class. And this is my form of self-care, but we also budget for it in the business. And so I have no shame in my game flying first class. And if you find things you enjoy that bring you a little bit more peace, sanity, like whatever it is, don't feel guilty for those indulgence because you deserve it. Like the more we can take care of ourselves, the more we can take care of other people. So travel, that was exciting. And then some of the other ones I wrote down is like ad spend was 6,000. That's a little bit more than we normally spend, but we had that super secret launch. And then our software, we spent, our software was 2,638. Most of that came from Hyros. So we had been on one level and then we had to upgrade our level because of our ad spend and things like that. So we had to pay the difference. So that's why Hyros is in there. So usually, and that was like 1600. So really our software would have only been at a thousand dollars, which I think for a million dollar company, that's incredible to only be at about a thousand to 2000 for software. So I'd love for you to take time to go see how much are you spending on software and what does that look like in terms of your margins and your revenue? Because I think sometimes we get sucked into buying all the software and I'm 100% guilty, but how can we streamline things so all of our money's not going towards software? And then education, $6,000. So you can see that's about 10% of my revenue. 
And I wouldn't trade it for the world. I think education is so, so important. And the more you invest in your business in wise ways in education, it pays off. I never purchase something because I feel like it's going to fix something. I purchase something that I need and I go through it. And so I was talking in May, I was at a peer mastermind and we were talking and just the amount, the people in this room have multiple million dollar a year businesses and they spend a ton on education because people who are growing their business are surrounding themselves with other people who are building their business. They're also investing in their education so they can grow faster. So I think the difference between someone who invests in education and the person who doesn't is the speed of your growth. Like at some point you'll figure it out. You can YouTube, Google, all that kind of stuff. It's just going to take more time. And one thing I love about purchasing programs, courses, is that I can expedite my results. But I think the big thing as well is having one with a community aspect. So you can lean into community. You can ask questions. You can get feedback. You don't have to do this business alone. And that's why in every single one of our programs, Serve Salesforce Conversions for Clients and Beta to Biggie, community is such a large aspect. Not only are you getting the education, but you're also getting the friendships, the connections, the community. And so that is a massive part of investing in education is making sure. And then one of the other things that I told people is they ask, like, how are you getting in rooms with certain people? Like, that's so cool. You haven't had your business that long. What I did is I got into programs that I wanted to take and I became the A student and I wrote testimonials. I interacted with the course creator. And when you do that, you build relationships and you go in it without expecting anything in return. But going in Being the A student, making connections, being testimonials is the fastest way to get you on a course creator's radar. And then that can help you with podcast episodes that can get you known in the industry that can help you in ways. Now, it's not always going to work out like that. And you can't go in expecting that. But when people ask, how are you able to connect with the people you are? That's why. And so if you're not using that method and you're staying in the same circles and things, that is what's really holding you back, but not. And here's the big piece. You can't just take a course. You have to take a course and be the A student and give testimonials. Like you have to speak up and share what your results were. And so that is the big thing. You have to take action. In business, you have to take action. In life, you have to take action to get where you want to go. And so be more proactive about taking action in your life, in your day-to-day, in your business, and you'll see bigger results. And so that was April's income report. I hope you got so much value out of this. We're coming up on our 100th episode. And so I'm really looking forward to hitting that 100th review. And so if you haven't, please take the time just to leave us an honest review, especially if you enjoy this. And if you want to learn more about running your own course or membership program, head to betatobiggie.com, apply for our Beta to Biggie program. What we'll do is after you apply, we'll look at it, make sure that we think you're a good fit and we can help you. We'll send you the recording of my live training where I go over how you actually start launching your beta with a small list. I give you every information you need. It's about 60 minute training. You can 2X it. And then from there, you'll get all the information on joining us inside Beta to Biggie. And we have some fun stuff coming up in the next few months. So if you've been looking to create a course or membership, head to betatobiggie.com and apply today. But until next week, y'all go out, serve your clients, scale your business and soar into the six-figure year you deserve. 
Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve Scale Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.